Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 29, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, it was Turnaround Tuesday. So officially, we did have somewhat of a turnaround today, albeit the SPY was down 44 cents from the opening print however we did have somewhat of a gap in crap today so it's interesting and we'll discuss the effects or the potential impact of the gap in crap but before we do that let's just set the stage for what's really going on based on the time of the year where we are and some of the intangibles the sixth man on the bench if you will we've got the holiday season in between christmas and new year obviously the volume is very very light each and every day the market is rather quiet there's a lack of participation it doesn't mean the market can't move higher and it doesn't mean the market can't move lower. Anything is possible. We know all that stuff. All we're saying is, based on the 80-20 rule and based on the time of year position of the market at new highs, so here's what we have to take into account. Now, this is somewhat of the sixth, maybe even seventh man on the bench, but think about this for a moment. Fund managers, money managers across the board, mutual funds, hedge funds, any kind of fund doesn't make any difference. Any kind of money manager that has a benchmark against the S&P 500 or some other index, if you will, their bonus is dependent upon where the year finishes against that index. Therefore, at this point, with a couple of days left, it's really in nobody's interest for the market to fall very, very far. It's not to say it can't, it can. It's just not in anybody's interest for it to happen. There's one of those unwritten rules. Don't let anything bad happen before the new year. Let's go back to the gap in crap today. And it's almost a reversal candle. What would have made it a bona fide reversal candle, at least from where I sit in my book, closing below yesterday's low? That didn't happen. They tested it. They ran the test. So let's just get the numbers so that we have a good understanding of what's going on here and where the important spots are in the market. Because when we go down to other charts, we're going to do a lesson on where the intraday support and resistance areas are and why. We'll use today as an example. It's all over inside the numbers, but we'll do the thing as if we're planning it out, getting the day underway or started so where are the important spots so first yesterday's low is what 371.07 so that's somewhat of a line in the sand why is that because below yesterday's low on hourly closes and then below yesterday's low on a daily close opens the door to fill the gap or even lower the gap I'm referring to would be here at 369 or even lower. My number was slightly lower, and we might as well do that now. In fact, here's the number if the market should fall, and this is a sooner than later. This number will come off the table if the market just goes back and forth for a number of days. That changes the picture. It changes the makeup of the market. Here's a number, 367.90. That's my number. It doesn't mean it's the ultimate number they could spike it through they could come up short by a little bit but all in all that's the number that i came out with also as you can see it's also constituted as a former breakout area 
Now here's where it becomes somewhat subjective. Where does the actual breakout exist? At the gap, below the gap, all this eating time off the clock slash consolidation area. What's the exact number? Some of that is part art form and subjective. Some of it is part science. We know this general area. Oh, by the way, there's also a 20 period moving average home base. The market never really likes to get too far from home base. Here we are home base creeping up to price. And oh, by the way, today, maybe we don't know for sure, but maybe price begins potentially to come down to play a revisit or retest to home base. Now we know this above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with the market. It's in an uptrend. The trend is our friend until she's not. That doesn't mean the market doesn't go back and forth. Case in point, let's just get the lay of the land. Market goes up here, pulls back a little bit. It had made a new high, pulled back, slightly rejected from the new high. That's natural garden variety market behavior. Where did they come down to? The 20 period moving average. Goes up again, makes a new high, comes down, spikes through the 20 period moving average, puts in a nice intraday reversal, goes sideways for a couple of days, eats some time off the clock, creates a new breakout to new highs once again. Here we are at new highs, now pulling back. Now, one of these times, the pullback will keep going. We know that. However, until and unless that happens, it's just a pullback in an uptrend. That's the part where we play the umpire calling balls and strikes rather than projecting with a bias what may or may not happen. Let's shift gears for a second and take a peek over inside the numbers. Then we're going to go back to the charts to discuss some of those things that we just mentioned. So it's turnaround Tuesday. We'll come back to stocks on the move. We're waking up green. The Santa Claus rally continues to power forward. She's at new highs again, and the trend is your friend. That's what we woke up to early in the morning. That was what was going on overnight. All right, fair enough. What do we have in the early thoughts? Exactly what a holiday market looks like. Very quiet, just floating around. Since we're at new highs up north, there's no point of reference to create resistance, so we let them float. What does that mean? It means we don't have anything to hang our hat on to say, hey, I know that under normal garden variety conditions, this particular number is going to be resistance. When they're at new highs, we don't have anything like that, so we don't pretend that we do. Some traders like to use extensions as a resistance area. They work about half the time, so does a coin flip move along. Here's where we've got some numbers that come onto the page. SPY 372.59 is yesterday's high. It's not really that important other than yesterday's high, but could provide some reaction if visited early. Below that is a gap left open from yesterday's close, 372.13. Under normal garden variety market conditions, it should be support and met with buyers. You know the routine, five minute chart, right at the vertical is today's activity. So look what happened here. So this is interesting. They blow through the 372.59, they gap up and they start coming down. They blow through the number, wasn't that important if you remember from the notes anyway. They were up here yesterday's high one time, no big deal at new highs. We don't really have that much to hang our hat on, but 
372.13, the gap left open from yesterday's close. Look what happened in this candle around 10 o'clock in the morning. The low was 372.17. You'll see this referenced in the notes. They had the type of reaction at minimum that we would expect away from that gap. So what you'll also see in the notes, coming back to pay another visit to the gap is not the same trade. Now they did bounce up again and you can see what happened. These two numbers ended up to be a range for a while. You have to know your numbers going into the day. You have to show up to the ballpark in uniform, ready to go. No matter what sport you're playing, how does a ball player warm up for the game? Warms up by going through a set of drills, whatever those are, depending on the pregame routine, depending on the sport. That's the warm up. What do we do? Before the market opens, we go through the warm up of understanding where the numbers are, where the market might go to, based on the numbers, what type of reaction we might get because of the type of number that it is. A little more early thoughts, commentary. You can read that on your own. Pause the video, go right ahead. I urge you to do that. In fact, I urge you to pause the video and double check what's said in the notes against what happens on the charts. That's how you can determine whether or not this can be useful to your trading activity during the trading day. For the first several minutes of the day, they didn't really do anything. They just started eating time off the clock. So nothing's happening, but we do have stocks on the move for a specific reason. We have something for everybody on most days. Either we get some stocks on the move or we get an SPY trade or we get both. Some traders like one thing, other traders like a different thing. So we've got something for most everybody. You see at the 947 post SBE did the minimum deal. We'll come back to stocks on the move later. 954, they're coming down to conduct the early morning shakeout operation. The only area of interest at present is the gap left open from yesterday, which is right above 372. Therefore, the long scalp trade is around 372, give or take. Closing candles below the gap is the fumble for the bulls and will promote lower prices. Pretty easy layout. You see this kind of thing here quite often. Why is that? Because they do the same thing quite often. They look like they're going to do one thing. They have a shakeout operation in whichever direction they look like they weren't going to go. They shake out the people that were planning on the market going the other way. They find support at the number or resistance at the number they were supposed to. And then they have a reaction in the other direction. That's what happens most of the time. That's what trading is based on. But you have to know your numbers. So there it is again. They were coming down and our only area of interest was right around 372, give or take. Did anybody get in the trade above, this much above, at 372.17? Maybe, but this is indicative of a rope-a-dope. They come close, they bounce away, they suck everybody in, then they come back, and sometimes when they come back, they keep going. Other times, they go back higher again. You don't know which one it's gonna be, but the trade is good as a one-and-done scenario. You don't want the second time around because the second time around has significantly lower probabilities 
as the first time around. Doesn't mean the second time won't work. It's not the same trade. When you treat this as a business, you take the highest probability trade you can find. The second time is not that trade. Moving right along. Let's see what else we have. So you already know the thing, 1004, they did everything they were supposed to do except reach the gap. Fair enough. Doesn't mean the concept, the layout, the strategy was right. Doesn't mean it was wrong, it was right, they just didn't hit the number. What I'm gonna do now is scroll up a bit. You can pause the video, read the notes for yourself, and go back and double check the work. Another update on the stock on the move trade, moving right along. You know the routine, staying above the gap, they just closed hourly above, opens the door for higher prices. How high? Well, here's what we've got. The first hourly candle is in fact a breakdown candle. So it's the first hint that we're seeing an intraday reversal on our hands. We don't know, it's too early in the day, but the first hourly candle is in fact a breakdown candle. So two things can happen. Either the market's going to continue lower because it's a reversal candle, or they're gonna try and climb up the breakdown candle, running a test as they do many, many times. Let's continue along, you can read the notes. We have divergences. We talked about divergences the last couple of videos. 11.35 post. Divergences still exist and are getting bigger. Of note, the IWM is getting smoked. Now think about that for a second. That was at 11.35. It wasn't just getting smoked at 11.35, but that's when I posted the comment. Look when the market rolled over. The SPI rolled over 11.40. Now, I didn't know that that was going to happen at 11.40, but that was the high. Well, it really rolled over over here at 12.15 and started its trek down to a really, really important spot. Now, let's go to an hourly chart for a moment. I'm going to scroll up so you can read the rest of the notes from inside the numbers, but here's the rest of the day. Here's the important stuff. Here's a low. It's a line in the sand. The low is 371.07. It's a line in the sand because the market gapped up to this spot the other day, goes sideways, tries to break out, failed breakout. It's a bona fide failed breakout if in fact they give up yesterday's low get into no man's land, that opens the door for the gap around 369. That's where you get that from. There's a secondary spot that we've talked about for several days, this breakdown candle high, 371.15. You'll see 371.15 referenced in the notes. They're close together, 371.15, slightly higher than yesterday's low. So what you'll see in the notes is, in order for us to really take lower off the table until and unless they break below and close below the lower number, and if they close above the higher number, that's what we're using to at least temporarily take the downside off the table. And they're only a few pennies apart, but you see why I do that. The lower number here is the bogey on the downside. The higher number here, the breakdown candle high, is the number as the bogey on the upside that we wanna see them maintain hourly closes and daily closes above. Now, let's not forget, we can also say this about what the activity was today. They gapped higher, it was a gap in crap. But did they just run a test of a few former breakout areas? Could we say this area, former high, was in fact a breakout area? Market got above it, came back to test it. Well, it really didn't spend a lot of time there. A little bit of time, not much time. Couple of hours or so, give or take. 
Then the market did break above this spot, right? We know that spot's important. We've talked about it, gapped over it, did a little bit of a retest, goes back up, comes back to test a former breakout area. Is that all that happened today? That may be all that happened, but that's why I'm using this spot as a really important spot. Get back below, they'll fill the gap. You got to close hourly below and continue, and then you'll go and fill the gap. However, if it's just a test and they close back above the important stuff, that's all it was. It was just a test. The uptrend plays on, the band plays on, and therein lies the way in which I view the market. Crazy to some, not so crazy to others. Inside my head is a dangerous place to be. We know all that. Let me let you view the rest of the notes from the commentary inside the numbers. Just pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work, get an understanding of what's being taught in here, what's being presented in here. It's generally something you can use to your advantage. Stocks on the move. We had two out of three and markets are very quiet. So it's not uncommon for this time of the year, early in the morning, while everything's just floating around, there's not a lot of stocks moving. Therefore, there's not a lot of stocks on the move. SBE and RMG were two out of the three that did hit their price targets. So we'll take a look at those charts. SBE, standard garden variety base hit or so. Here's what happened. 4104, 3987, two numbers equally important. Blew through the first, went to the second, spiked it through, immediately reversed back above the first. If you painted by the numbers, you're in here as an average cost. You got better than a base hit. Therefore, it worked. Didn't take off on a rocket ride. Never got above the high of day. Fair enough, that happens. When they do get above the high of day, what does it do? Guess what? You're right. It opens the door to go fill the gap. We see that happen time and time again. This one didn't get over the high of day. Therefore, they floundered in between the two numbers. Not a shocker. The numbers are important. RMG, I did not take this trade. I took it off the table as they came close, bounced away. I didn't like the setup. Doesn't mean it won't work. Just means I didn't like it. It's always trader's choice. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean it won't work. Doesn't mean somebody else can't hit a home run. This is what I didn't like about it. In this candle, the low print was 25.72, four pennies above the number that I put on the board. This candle, the low print was 25.73, but they also made a high of 26.29. So they did the minimum required base hit or more. When they do that, it just changes the trade for me. Maybe it's a little conservative at times, but you see what happened. They finally came into the number, decided it was in fact the number and had a nice little rocket right away. Might not look much on this five minute chart, but look where they went. 28.90 off of a buy price of 25.68. That's a nice rocket ride. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We talked about it yesterday. They're at new highs. There was nothing wrong with the market, but they did put in that gap and crap candle, similar to the SPY today. They had follow through today. This is my favorite market leading indicator. Are we gonna see follow through in a similar candle in the SPY tomorrow? We don't know that, but when you look at this, you say, well, if things are following suit, that's an open door possibility. Technically, 
They're just coming back to pay a visit to the 20 period moving average until and unless they get below and below 191.48 on a daily close, then it's still in an uptrend even on the daily chart. The trend is your friend until she's not. Here's a little bit of a lesson learned. IWM 60 minute chart. So here's what we've got. The setup is this. You have a big breakdown candle and they're making some kind of a bearish wedge-ish or bearish flag-ish formation here. It's not exactly a perfect flag. It's not even close to a perfect flag. You're kind of dripping, but they're making a flaggish kind of thing, eating time off the clock down here, hovering around the 100 period moving average. So one of two things is going to happen. Either this is going to play out with a continuation move down in the neck of the woods of the 200 period moving average, or, and that would be in concert with market symmetry. How do you know how to determine market symmetry? How do you know what market symmetry is all about? It's one of the modules and lessons in the lazy e-mini trader course. The second option is they start getting inside this breakdown candle and they want to creep up toward the high or at least toward these moving averages which come in the upper portion of the breakdown candle. That's another possibility. It's A or B. So if we start to see them drip lower, then this low from today is a line in the sand, 193.01. Hourly closes below 193.01. It's game on for lower prices. Start pushing above 195, game on for higher prices. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. We know that one. And guess what? We've been talking about this one for days also, hovering under the 20 period moving average. You had a breakdown candle. They can't get above or even to the top of the breakdown candle. Why? Because they're contained by the 20 period moving average. So the longer they do this, the longer they eat time off the clock, unable to recapture the 20 period moving average, the more likely it is that they're going to come into and at this point likely through the 50 period moving average on the downside, 12,000 give or take is on the table. This is why we watch the transports, the IWM. Remember from yesterday, we had good old smash mouth. We'll get to that later. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Anything doing here? Not really. Here's what I'll say about the queues. They closed above yesterday's close. They're at a new high. Sure, if other markets are going to come down, the queues will eventually come down. But right now, there's nothing wrong with the market. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. XLF, can we make anything out of down six cents? No, move it along. Until and unless they collapse, the target is 30 bucks. That stays active as long as they remain closing daily above 28.11, worst case. Speaking of Smash Mouth, what do we have here? We have Smash Mouth riding the 20 period moving average in a bearish, flaggish kind of thing going on. So here's what we've got. So you have to realize that this gap represent a flagpole. Now we've been eating time off the clock, again, unable to recapture the 20 period moving average. What will this do? Generally speaking, resume in a continuation move lower. Remember at some point last week, I said, if in fact the SMH came down, 209 would be a good number. Could have even been two weeks ago. Well, guess what? Now that they've been eating time off the clock, 209 is no longer the same as it was before. Remember down here, they didn't get to 209. However, they did have a nice bounce to wherever the low was, 
210.41. Had they got to 209, you would have had a same or similar bounce higher. 209 isn't the same. What's a better number now? It's a little bit far away, but anything's possible. Guess what? How about 203, 204, give or take in that zone? And guess what? You can figure out exactly where that came from by taking the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. If you've taken the course, you should have a pretty darn good idea of exactly where that comes from. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.